Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your Hello, Andrew. Hey there, Edwin. You think we can get through today's episode without any outtakes? I think we can get through every episode without any outtakes. That's why I keep coming back. <laughs> All right, here we go. As we try again. (laughs) Matthew chapter 11. This is conversation four. What do you want to read for us today? All right. So what we have is Matthew 11, verses 20 through 24, and Jesus is going to begin speaking very harshly to those in the multitudes. We find in the scripture, then he began to rebuke the cities in which most of his mighty works had been done because they did not repent. Woe to you. Chorazin, woe to you, Bethsaida, for if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I say to you, it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon in the day of judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, who are exalted to heaven, will be brought down to Hades. For if the mighty works which had been done in you had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. But I say to you that it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for you. As you read that, something jumped out at me, in a, a connection in this passage, or maybe connection is not the right word, just a, an idea that I'd never thought of. Verse 20, read verse 20 again. Then he began to rebuke the cities in which most of his mighty works had been done because they did not repent. So his explanation for which cities this is happening for are the ones where most of his mighty works had been done. It's Chorazin, it's Bethsaida, and it's Capernaum. They're all there in the region of Galilee, very near the Sea of Galilee. But do you know this passage... And the one in Luke that's a parallel to this account is the only place Chorazin is mentioned in all of Scripture, or the only two places. Okay. In other words, here is the story of Jesus is being told. We don't have any accounts of anything going on in Chorazin. Yeah. It doesn't say Jesus went to Chorazin and here's the work that he did. He healed this person. He taught this thing. But, But here we're finding out that this is one of the cities where most of his works had been done. Isn't it amazing to think that Jesus went to all these different places and in his day there were people coming out and seeing him and seeing he's and seeing these works but they they weren't responding in ways that that pleased him and so he rebukes them yeah he he rebukes them and he brings these woes upon them and he says you know there's a whole lot of other people that had they seen these works they would have responded yeah, so when uh, even in Matthew's time, I feel like we've seen some things happening in Capernaum. Are you surprised that a couple of these other cities' names jump up here? Well, yeah, that's what I was—I'm probably not very well, but that's what I was trying to think about a moment ago, especially Chorazin. Bethsaida, I know, is mentioned in a couple other places, but Chorazin, this is it. This and the parallel passage in Luke. And so here's a city that can be described as— one of the places where Jesus was doing most of his works, mm-hmm. but the gospel accounts don't actually record for us the works he was doing there, which to me is just a reminder that the purpose of the gospels was not to tell us everything Jesus did, mm-hmm. not to give us a mm-hmm. day-by-day, play-by-play list of his works and his teachings, 
But the Gospels are letting us know this is who Jesus is, and it's picking and choosing the events and the teaching and the occurrences and the miracles that will drive that point home. That, to me, is fascinating. No, I I love you saying that because it it brings to my mind where uh, John ends his Gospel, that, you know, there's just not enough in the sky, right? Yeah, yeah. Not enough space in the sky to write all the mighty things he did and where he went. So Corazon would be one of those places. Jesus is pointing out different geographies, though, right? He points out these cities. You've got Chorazin, Bethsaida, Capernaum, and here Christ has been in their midst and done mighty deeds, miracles. And they have not repented. Now, just there, I think that's interesting because don't we often think of, well, if there was a miracle, then someone ought to believe. Well, now I ought to believe. But he's not saying you didn't believe. He's saying you didn't repent. Oh, good point. Okay. You're supposed to believe and then act on this. Believe and change. Believe and repent. And hey, that's been a message going through Matthew. Repent. The kingdom is at hand. Repent. The kingdom is at hand. So you mean they're not repenting. You mean Jesus wasn't looking for belief only? He was not looking for belief only. Interesting. So we would not be justified by faith alone. We would not be justified by faith alone. And we are not justified by faith alone. It's got faith with repentance. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's it's possible. You know, there's a there's a way of looking at that, of, of saying that if I believed, I would repent. Well, yeah. So I would agree with the statement. I'd want to explore it with you. Justification by faith. Mm-hmm. That's biblical. I get that totally. Yeah. It's this whole other doctrine that says faith only. Right. Right. That you add the only in there, and I think things get confused. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So faith that is true saving faith is not alone. Correct. It's going to include things like repentance. Mm-hmm. It's going to include things like obedience. Mm-hmm. That's All of that goes together. Otherwise, I don't have justifying faith. Mm-hmm. I, have, I may have some other kind of faith. I may have a mental ascent kind of faith. Right. I may have a demonic kind of faith yeah, that James believes too. God is one, but... James too talks about that kind of faith, doesn't it? Yeah, and yeah. yet, and the, and yet, they are still demons. I may, yeah, I'm right. So yeah. here, Jesus, I, I really appreciate you bringing that up. You you saw this, but you didn't repent. It did mm. not produce the kind of faith that justifies and saves because it leads to giving your allegiance to the one who did these things. When I did these works, you should have been giving your allegiance to me, is what Jesus is saying, and you didn't do it. So in the day of judgment, it's not going to be good for you. And to point out these other cities in contrast, I mean, if these kinds of deeds had been done in Tyre, in Sidon, in Sodom, okay, these are cities that the Jews know well from history are not Jewish. Tyre and Sidon are cities where prophets did cry out against and foretell their destruction in uh, Old Testament literature and, and you know, in, in those prophecies. Um, and yet... And yet, Jesus says, if they had received me, if they had seen me, their heart would have been totally different. I see, again, a message that uh, came up in Matthew 8 and some other places that those who are going to be sons of the kingdom are not the people that you think. You, you think it's Jewish and because of the virtue of your Jews that, that you're going to be in my kingdom, but that's not it. He holds up as examples uh, of, of those who would have done better, Gentiles. So Tyre and Sidon and Sodom. I think, to me, I almost see the Tyre and Sidon as one thing and Sodom as another. Here's Tyre and Sidon that actually, am I right in saying Tyre and Sidon were still there in the days of Jesus? 
Yeah. Okay. So there had been judgment upon them in the Old Testament, but those cities were still there at that time, mm-hmm. uh, at the time of Jesus. But they're Gentile cities, mm-hmm. and Jesus is saying Gentiles are going to respond to this when you Jews are not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sodom, on the other hand, is a place of where there was great judgment, there was great destruction. In fact, Jesus, when he had sent out the disciples on that limited commission back in Matthew chapter ten, as he was sending them around, and they were not the places weren't going to listen. He said in Matthew 10, 15, Truly I say to you, it will be more bearable on the day of judgment for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah than for that town. Now we've got Jesus going around and preaching, and they're not listening. And now he's telling the towns the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. When we talked about it in Matthew 10, uh, it, it seemed to us that at that point, Jesus was saying that on your day of judgment, town who won't listen, mm-hmm. it's going to be worse for you than it was for Sodom and Gomorrah on their day of day judgment. judgment. Right, right, right. And right. we know how bad it was for Sodom and Gomorrah. Only a couple of people survived. Yeah. Yeah, a lot, lot and a couple of daughters there. And so I, I think there's probably something here that uh, I know we tend to look forward to the ultimate day of judgment. Mm-hmm. I think there might be a hint at 70 AD right now mm. that Rome is going to come in, the Gentiles are going to come in, and, and you're going to have this judgment. But I think there's going to be application to the ultimate day of judgment as well, the, the recognition that when you have more, you are responsible for more. Yeah, right. And so all, all the region was affected by the Romans uh, in, in thereabouts in 70 AD, and ultimately Jerusalem is crushed. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is calling out small villages. I mean, really, mm-hmm. particularly compared to Jerusalem, Chorazin, Bethsaida, sure. and saying, you're going to be ruined. It's, Woe to you. Yeah. And as you've already said, those towns are ruined. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, the... Mm. Trying to see, what, you know, I've got these thoughts in my head about what's happening in this this prophecy of judgment, this foretelling, this judgment is coming. the The idea, I think, for us, we do have to recognize that we need to listen to Jesus. That there's a judgment coming. Well, there, that, you know, and that's a great thing. I think. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of times we want to overlook judgment. We want to ignore judgment. We want to act like it's not going to happen. Right. Like there's not going to be a division of people who listened from those who didn't listen. Uh, I think that's that's something that we have to recognize. It's it's interesting to me. I've seen videos of people being interviewed where they get asked, you know, do you believe in heaven and hell? Nope. Nope. When you die, where are you going? Oh, I'm going to go to heaven. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, I, I don't even believe in heaven and hell, but I'm going to die. And if God really is out there, yeah. I mean, I'll go to heaven. Yeah. Uh, I've rejected everything he's ever said. Mm-hmm. I don't even think he exists. But I mean, if he is out there, I think I'm going to make it because, yeah. well, you know, I'm I'm pretty good. But here Jesus points out. But, that, but isn't that the question? Oh, really? So why, why would God let you in? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And of course, the gospel message is God lets you in. When you're in Jesus, Amen. I I need to see these works, believe mm-hmm. these works, and repent. I I think sometimes the reason why folks go there is they think that well, repenting would just mean I need to be a kind of good person. Mm-hmm. And I can think of lots of people that I'm kind of gooder than. Yeah, yeah. I'm better than. Yeah. You know. So so if God is out there, I think He's going to recognize how good I really am. So it'll be okay. But repentance is not just become a better person. Repentance is quit trying to control your own life. Yeah. Quit quit living by your own rules. What was the last thing we talked about yesterday? This generation that wants to play the game by their own rules. Right. Right. And, and this is what's happening. We've got a generation that establishes their own rules, and they think they're living by their own rules. So that in the end, if God is really out there. 
well, I lived by the rules that I set up, so it, it ought to be okay. And God is saying, those aren't the rules. Those aren't the rules. Repent and play by God's rules or or yeah. it's going to be judgment. Hear God's word. And the beautiful thing about picking cities like you know Tyre and Sidon is that there is nobody who is beyond the reach of the gospel. There's no one that God doesn't love. There's no one that Jesus didn't die for. It is for you. And regardless of your past and what you've been into and where you're coming from, the, the invitation of the gospel is to believe this, to repent, to obey this and be baptized, to come into Christ. Uh, for anyone, for anyone, Jews or Gentiles, it doesn't matter. Turn to the Lord Jesus Christ. Really excited about this conversation. We've got one more from Matthew chapter 11. Invite you to be back with us tomorrow. If you have questions or comments you want to make, things that you're learning from Matthew or wherever you're reading in the Bible, we'd love to hear it. Go over to our Facebook group and you can chime in there or send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. You can actually find all those links in our show notes to get to all those places. Right now, let's wrap up with a prayer. Holy God, thank you for your love, your salvation. Thank you for preparing us for judgment. Thank you for warning us. And may we take that warning seriously and may we pass that warning along to others. And we pray that we can find those who will listen, who will heed, who will come to repentance. Lord, we love you so very much. Thank you for loving us first. It's through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.